Welcome back to the Vaguely Familiar Podcast, to the backport, backward point edition of the podcast, guys. The cricket wing of the Vaguely Familiar Podcast. Do you want to turn a little bit towards me? Um, yeah, uh, we're just um, a little bit shook. What's up, man? What's, I'm missing that energy from your voice. What's, what's going uh, on? I'm sleep deprived. I am uh, heartbroken. I am mildly depressed. Uh, midnight. You sound like a podcast cricket fan. Midnights came out by Taylor Swift, the Dragon Rat Boy, John Mayer in the streets, Pakistan lost. The Dragon Rat Boy, Bob Razum as well. Bobby's, Bobby's being dragged. There's a lot of, there's a lot, I'm feeling a lot. Okay. Right? Okay. People are fact-checking me on Twitter. Yeah. To see that. Yeah. I mean, so this is basically uh, a backward point edition of the podcast. Correct, correct. Uh, we were meant to do uh, a preview of the World Cup, but life and work kind of came in between. Injuries. Sickness, sick, a lot of things happen. So, but we're here. We just watched the India versus Pakistan World Cup match. Uh, it was the first match of India and Pakistan in the World Cup. Yep. At MCG. Yep. Um, and uh, for people that don't know, we live in Canada. So the game sort of started at 4 a.m. 4 a.m. Uh, we were up the entire night. Yep. We were up uh, in excitement to the buildup of the game till Very 4 a.m. Very hyped. And hyped. I think it finished around like 7 30, 8 a.m. here and, and we slept. So uh our circadian rhythm is a bit off. Oh yeah. Uh but I'm we're back. We're here. Extremely sleep deprived. A lot of emotions, a lot of opinions, a lot of controversy. So we're here to talk about the whole game from the build-up all the way till the end. Um and just for the record, like you and I have not discussed the game at all. No, so uh, when we have a podcast like this, I try not to talk to you about the topic uh, the whole day. Uh, and so I, I don't know what's going on with you. I, I don't know what you're feeling. Because what happened was after the game ended, you basically, like literally last ball, you didn't even see if it went for four or not. Um, when Ashwin hit the one, had it, was it over um, it long off? Over mid-off. Over mid-off, yeah. yeah. We, you didn't check. We, I didn't check what yeah. happened. Like We cl- closed the TV and we went back upstairs and you went into your room. I went into my room. I um, ranted on the tweet Twitter sphere a little bit. Uh, I was getting getting my like uh, the garbage out of my head. Everything I was feeling, I just put it on there. Went to sleep around nine a.m. Woke up at three. Um, and, and, then, and then we just uh, you know just yeah we're doing our own stuff. And then we decided to. I mean we were gonna do this podcast anyways. Yeah, I I was actually. Throughout the whole game, I was looking forward to this podcast because I don't know, I don't care if nobody ever listens to this, but I, I just love sitting here with you and talking yeah. about the game and it's therapy, sort of bro. venting. It's therapy. It's, it's life therapy. therapy. Like this is, um, especially right now. Like I'm so glad we have a podcast that a podcast we can talk about cricket with because, um, you know, it would have been nice to have this in 2011 when Pakistan got knocked out of the World Cup semifinals against India because. The feelings I have are quite reminiscent to that. And I'm not exaggerating. Like, I genuinely feel like this. I don't know why you're feeling that. We'll get to that. I don't know why you're feeling like, <laughs> like that. Yo, I don't know why you're feeling that. Yo, feelings man. are feelings, but I, come <laughs> Your on, feelings man. Are feelings, let, let me just, let me calm you down, okay? Um, I wanted to start off with the build, build up towards the game yeah, and yeah. then talk about the sort of breakdown of the game as it went on. Yep. And, uh, you know, as, as we keep talking about it, I think the things you want to discuss with, with heavy, heavy opinions will come up. So I think when I heard that India versus Pakistan is happening in the World Cup, again, not surprised. ICC makes a lot of money through just this one match. Mm-hmm. Um, and because India and Pakistan aren't playing any bilateral series, it's just, it's always 
a great event looking forward to an Asia Cup match or a World Cup match. Hey, I um, mean, The Rock was hyped, right? Dwayne The Rock Johnson was hyped for it. So, like, uh, is cricket finally, like, traveling over, like, you know, translating to the North American audiences? That's a whole different podcast. But it was truly a hyped event. Yeah, like, we, yeah. had, we had a lot of people extremely, um, you know, they were looking forward to this game. Yeah. Um, and the hype was real, man. Like Pakistan, India, and the Asia Cup, they played two games, one each, you know. Uh, the last time we met India in the World Cup, we didn't really give them a chance. We beat India twice of the last three matches. And they were Barring all... Barring this last one, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, except for the last one that happened yesterday. Yep. Um, so we won two of the last three matches. And then yeah. they were all like really close matches. Except Very for the World close Cup matches. Ones, yeah. Like these are the type of matches, uh, these are the type of games that you want from an India-Pakistan. Absolutely. Like you want thrilling finishes you mm -hmm. want you know um you don't want one sided like the 2017 world cup the 2017 champ champions trophy final very one sided the the group stage game very one sided 2019 world cup very one sided i would say all of 2010s we had very one sided matches i agree with you especially in icc events yeah and well we only play in icc events so maybe that's why but yeah. um and the series in 2012 when Pakistan went to India was also quite one-sided. We won 2-1, um, but, you know, in, yeah. in ODIs. I think it was one one all in T20s, right? Yeah, I think we won T20s as well. I think we only had one match or something. Okay. Uh, not, I mean, my is not that clear. For I think that. it was three ODIs and two T20s, as far as I remember. I could okay. be wrong. But, yeah, not, not very exciting. I mean, it was great to watch as a Pakistani fan to, like, see Junaid Khan rip through the, the top three, yeah. top four. Um, but, yeah, the past couple of games, including this one, um has been nail biting it's lived up to the hype oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like for this particular one that i was a bit scared because of the melbourne weather i have i live in toronto and I, i've never checked the toronto weather as much as i've checked the weather of melbourne over the past two weeks yeah and it's been crazy changing day by day uh people weren't sure if we're gonna have a game if it's gonna be a short-lived maybe yeah. a five ten over match we had our cousin who lives in melbourne give us live updates pitch yeah. reports and everything yeah. he was quite hyped um i told him like he was quite distraught like he like lived through that like, yeah he was there uh, among a sea of blue indian jerseys this one green guy uh popping in and it was also really nice to have him in the stadium because uh there's so we've, we've lost a couple of world cup matches in the stadium mm -hmm. as well and there's like a 15 to 30 second lag between what you see on the ground and sometimes what happens more. on tv sometimes more man yeah so i remember there was like uh that run out scene yeah uh, uh he told us in advance that's going to be out. Uh, also, Babar Azam, when he, uh, his the, re the he review, Babar yeah. review, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, in that sense, it was really cool to have. But I him. told exactly. I told him he lived through one of the most, what if if not the best, then one of the best T20s of all time. Absolutely. And yeah. like win or loss, like he has that stamped in his memories forever. Like yeah. he can never live. Like, I mean, it was obviously a very <laughs> uh, contemptuous yeah. feeling. I called him as well, and I told him like, hey. Like, don't be too depressed. Like, yeah. you saw one of the best games and one of the best innings of all time. Yep. Oh, um, yeah. It's something you tell your kids. But you tell yep. your, your next generation. And it's it's a story for when you're at the campfire. When yeah. you're 60 and you're like, man, I, I saw that. I witnessed that. Definitely. Like, I will tell my kids I was there when Baba Razum scored that century against New Zealand in Birmingham. I was there at Jabaston, second level yeah. with Pakistani fans. It was just, it's one of those things, right? Yeah. Yeah, but coming back to this game, um, extremely hyped game. We were excited. We stayed up all night. It was it, they scheduled it at MCG, and I wasn't sure MCG the capacity is like 
just over 100,000. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if it's going to be a packed stadium or not, mm-hmm. just because the 2015 match was in Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval, and the capacity for that ground is 50,000, and it was only 44,000 people. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't sure Melbourne this time of the year uh, if we're going to have a full house or not. But um, we had a full house, buddy. 90,200. 90, 90, yeah, that's that's a lot of people. I'm convinced you can have an India versus Pakistan match on the moon and the fans <laughs> will find a way to get there and fill up the stands there as well. 100%. So just the atmosphere, electric, like it's insane. Like as I, I just keep thinking like as a player, if you're, if you're there, if you're playing that day, you dream of these days, like mm-hmm. all that hard work you do as a kid, you like, you, you want to be there in that moment yeah. and you want to, you want to live it. And I think we saw, a bit of that when Rohit Sharma got emotional during the national anthem. Yeah. I think yeah. He, this, he's played every World Cup since uh, 2007. And um, I think he's sort of getting towards the twilight of his career. Mm-hmm. And he's just soaking in the moment. You never know, you know when you're going to get it next. Yeah, man. India Pakistan games are uh, um, one too few many games that we get to see. And uh, seeing Rohit kind of getting swept in the moment was nice to see because at the end of the day, he's also a fan. Yeah. You know what? Like he saw the India-Pakistan rivalry from 2004, 2005. Like he he's a fan as well. And you could see that when the National Anthem was playing, he felt the pride in representing the blue shirts. Yeah. So that, that was definitely um, very nice to see. Um, what do you think of the toss, the pitch? Man, I told, I told our cousin, like I told Hassan if... Um, if Pakistan win the toss, they should bowl first. I think you should you if you're Babarazm, you have the best pace attack in, in the world, you bowl first. You try mm-hmm. to get them out under 140, 150, and you go for that chase. Because that's exactly what happened yeah. in, in Dubai in 20, 2021. Um when Pakistan was were put to bat, I was nervous. I was definitely nervous because the past I think what the past seven weeks, Pakistan has played 17 20s or whatever. Yeah. Um they're not a good goal like total setter which yeah, is yeah. um ironic because they're a good chasing team um like they they won three or four games chasing 10 wickets or nine wickets that's insane that's that's it's a high stat what you just mentioned about like what do you wh- why you think Pakistan should have bowled first and if if they won the toss is exactly what Rohit did yeah and uh exactly I was surprised Rohit went to bowl first I thought that was quite defensive for him because um India's batting attack, one of the best in the world, right? Even if it's a little bit, people call it um, aged, which is blasphemous. Now that we've seen that game, it's blasphemous. You cannot, that's not an aged uh, batting lineup. If anything, that's a mature batting lineup, okay? Um, I thought he was going to go for the kill. Like, I think he was going to go for the bat, um, you know, try to set a target of 200 and and put us on pressure from there. But he he did the opposite, which kind of worked for him. Yeah, I mean, I think um, nobody really had any, any idea how the pitch is going to be. It's a drop-in pitch. Um, yeah, can you explain what a drop-in pitch is? A drop-in pitch is basically, so a lot of the grounds in Australia, they're multi-purpose grounds. Mm-hmm. So they have, one of their biggest sports is Australian rules footy. Like rugby, rugby. It's like yeah. footy, it's, it's not rugby, it's a footy. Okay. Um, and so a lot of these big grounds, they try to use it for multi-purpose uh, events. Um, the drop-in pitch, so they basically, they rip the, pitch out from the middle and they take it to a nursery where they maintain temperatures and they maintain the quality of the pitch over the course of the year and then when the cricket season comes back they sort of reinstall the pitch in the middle so they cut it up again and they reinstall yeah they reinstall it It takes you know i think uh 
few weeks for it to settle down and and become a proper pitch again where you can play. Um, so yeah, again, I think nobody really had any idea of, of how the pitch is going to be because it was the first match of the World Cup happening at the MCG. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Rohit did a really good decision of uh, of bowling first. It was overcast conditions, a stiff breeze uh, going across the stadium, and when you have like bowlers like Bhuvneshwar and Arshdeep who can swing the ball both ways at decent pace. Um, regardless of what the batting lineup is, if it's Babar is one, Viv Richards, I don't care. When the ball is swinging at pace, Rohit Sharma Kohli, they will all struggle. Man, the first six overs felt like day one on like Lords. Yeah. At like summer, it's 19 degrees and like Jimmy Anderson and <laughs> freaking Stuart Broad. Are, like, I, could, I was just like, what is this happening? Yeah. Like I, the fr- Pakistan did not score a single run from the bat in the first 10 deliveries they faced. Yep. Yep. Not and a single run. They didn't even middle a single ball in the, the first the first few. I think until the power play. I want to say about because the uh, the two the two boundaries that Shah Masood got were off edges yeah. on fine leg and third man. The first really really shot of intent that we that we middled and got was uh, that pull shot from Iftikhar. Yeah, uh, and I want to talk about him because he yeah. he was a point of contention for a lot of Pakistani fans. And before that, I want to talk about Bobber. I want to talk yeah. about let's, um, go, let's, let's go beat by beat, man. Let's go beat by beat. Babar Azam, we try, Pakistanis try to hype him and compare him to Virat Kohli and how great Kohli is. But uh, I think this game is a really, really big wake-up call that Babar Azam really needs to step up in these big matches. He was a flop and no-show in all of the games of the Asia Cup. Um, and this big, big game against India, a golden duck, this is... No doubt Babar is a, he's a, he's a great player, but uh, this game is going to taint his legacy. Virat Kohli is one of the greatest players of all time because he steps up in big matches where India really, really needs it. World Cup, India versus Pakistan. He has a, he has a great record. Great, great man of the match. Um, many man of the match awards. And I think Babar, this is where he's lacking. Um, we really needed him to to see off the new ball and, and score some runs for Pakistan. But unfortunately, he got a good ball up front. Yeah, um, what do you think happened there? I think... Um, like early balls and like I mentioned, first ball when the ball is swinging the at pace... Regardless of if you're Babar, if you're Sachin, if you're Kohli, Rohit Sharma, you 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 will miss it. You will get out. It's it's really tough to face um, high quality swing and pace bowling. And I think this Erskine guy, I saw him in the Asia Cup, um, very very skillful. He can swing the ball both ways. He has a subtle action where he makes subtle changes, and he can swing it both ways with accuracy, with pace. And he's also a great death bowler. He was making our batsmen dance at 132 kilometers an hour. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, insane. I've never seen that. I happen. had a look at him, and he's very skinny. If he, if he puts on a bit of a muscle mass and, and gets the proper training, he can go up to one forty easy. Okay, when you're done fat shaming Arshdeep, <laughs> we can talk about his brilliant in-swing and delivery, which was just like, like from the naked eye, I was like, oh, he's he's done, he's gone. Yeah. And it, with T Twenty cricket, it, it's it's all about momentum. You hear this word being spoken a lot about, and it's also about th- who throws the first punch. We saw the first game against Australia and New Zealand, and Finn yeah. Allen just took the game towards Australia. Yep. And they never made a comeback after that. He made, I think, 42 out of 15, 16 balls. Yep. Uh, and same thing happened here. Uh, our Steepson got the main wickets of Rizwan and Bob up front. The, the people who we saw a stat where the last, I think, one or two years, they've scored 50% of all of Pakistan's runs. Correct. And, you know, walking into this World Cup, there's been. Lots of big questions on Pakistan's middle order. We'll come to that. We'll come to that. If they'll click or not. We'll we'll come to if those questions were answered in this game uh, or not. But 
yeah, Bobber goes for a golden duck. Uh, my heart instantly drops, right? In walks uh, Sean Masood, who, upon much criticism, has probably played one one of his better innings. Uh, I don't want to say greatest innings, but because there's a lot of career left. But definitely an anchoring role. Him and Iftikhar reminded me of what Babur and Rizwan do early on. They mm-hmm. weren't there to do it. So him and so Sean and Iftikhar tried to capitalize on that, right? They had a good um the seven to fifteen over mark, um, they were good. Yeah. They and were- like let's talk about Iftikhar launching uh four sixes, man. That was just insanity. Where did that come from? Iftikhar, this man has gotten so much hate. Yeah, he's gotten so much. I think you've heard on him a lot as well. Yes, I'm uh, guilty of this. I don't mind. I don't mind admitting this on the pod. And I have backed him throughout the whole time he was getting criticized because, you know, where are these playing players coming from? We didn't plug Iftikhar out of thin air. He is the top performer in domestic. He was the man of the match in the final, man of the tournament of the National T20 Cup. He's been scoring tons of runs in in the PSL. So I mean, he has performances to back himself up, and he had a great record in Australia, even though the sample size was just three matches that he played before. Um, he does have a great record. I was reading Mazhar Ashad's. Um, I thought of Mazhar Majid for some reason. <laughs> Mazhar Ashad's uh, tweet about how his average is like some 67 year on average. Great and strike rate. And 150 strike rate in, in, in Australia, and he proved it. Like he scored gigantic sixes. Yeah. Um, 85 meter he plus really sixes. backs himself and, and his ability to hit spin uh, I think he's been getting great backing by the team management um, and if we're being really you know transparent here he is the reason why Shoaib Malik is not on the team correct the, Pakistan preferred uh, Iftikhar Ahmed over Shoaib Malik and cometh the man cometh the hour Iftikhar Ahmed had delivered and I think in the past we've seen so much of Pakistan cricket any other team if they were like 14 for two in the power play, uh, they would have gone into a shell and sort of just tried to make 100, 110, 120 and leave it up to the bowlers. But Iftikhar <laughs> really took on the Indian spinners. Like they picked out Akshar Patel. He hit him for three sixes. He hit one six two Ashwin. And I've never seen such intent from a middle order in a long time. Yeah, especially this middle order, this current middle order, which has been criticized um, quite vehemently by yeah. Shweb Malik. And your mom with Hafiz's, right? Um, they've really taken a disliking to this medal order. And I feel like this medal order really stepped up against India today. Hitting, uh, you know, getting the best two batsmen you have out who score 50% of your runs in the first three overs. But you still managed to make 159, set a target for 160. I think that's a win. I think so. And I think um, as the toss, Bauer mentioned that 160, 170 could be a good total. He was um, right. He, he was, I think Pakistan was still 10 runs, 10, 15 runs short. Because if you look at the point where Iftikhar got out, that's where we should have sort of kept on accelerating and, and keep the momentum going. But we just saw, I think, three wickets, three or four wickets fall in, in the span of two overs. And such, such despicable ways of getting out, um, especially when you have a set batsman like Sean Masood on the other end. Instead of getting giving him more strike and asking him to accelerate, um, we had Shadab, Hader Ali, Asifoli play, Hatherly specifically play like really shots that you don't expect from these guys. Nothing shots. Nothing, Nothing shots. Shot. These are shots that you play in a Mattiwala ground in, in Pakistan where yeah. a tape ball bowler is bowling yeah. and you, you clear the leg and you hit him for mid wicket six. This is international cricket happening at the MCG, Pakistan India match. Boundaries are 84 to 87 meters long. There is so much data out there. Every team, every analyst gives the information to the bowler, to the captain of exactly what field set to take, what 
with ball to ball to this batsman and get him out. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, before Hadir Ali came on to bat, um, the mid-wicket was inside the 30-yard circle. And then when Hadir Ali came on to bat, on strike, mid-wicket went back and Hardik Pandya balled him a short ball and he gave a catch straight to the fielder. And Hardik Pandya looked at Hadir Ali like, like, this is like too come easy. on, man. Like, how are you going to do that to me? Yeah. Like, what are you even thinking? So lots of questions about Pakistan's lower middle order now. So we're sort of, I think our first top four are locked in, but uh, it's it's everyone after that. That's It's a big question mark um, as to what 11 we're going to go for in the next games. Um, yeah, and then you, you, see, you see Pakistan kind of cruising there in the middle and then kind of losing the plot and then coming back strong at the end. Um, Good cameos by Shaheen yeah, they, and Harris. They, yeah, they scored about uh, I think a hundred runs in the last ten overs, which is commendable. Yeah, um, and they really sought sought it out. I mean, like I sometimes think like I'm sometimes I shouldn't say sometimes because it happened last night, but I think about Harris Rove coming in, hitting a six first ball, and then beating the next three balls. I think about that. I'm like, what happens if he picks up a single? Sean Masood goes for four and and two. Like, then you suddenly need twenty in the last over, right? Uh, which the last over is a whole other thing. We'll come to that. I mean, hindsight, right? Hindsight, for sure. Um, but 160 was respectable. I think you and I were very confident. We're like, th- this is definitely above par. I tweeted at this. I said, this is an above par total. And it's Pakistan's game to lose from here. Um, Pakistan coming to bowl. Shaheen takes the ball and immediately we're like, yo, something is off. Yeah. This guy is not running in like he used to. The ball. We checked the speedometer. 138, 136, 132, and it's not swing. There's no swing happening for yeah. this guy. Like, it was quite, I think there was a point where the Indian batsmen were playing for swing and it didn't swing. You, I saw a definite change in Rohit Sharma's technique. Mm-hmm. He was a bit more opened up his stance and also his back lift was very low. So he was waiting for the Yorker and hopefully, he, you know, um, if, if Shaheen did ball that, which he did, but he, he kind of, he maneuvered it. He managed it pretty well. Yeah. But Shaheen definitely does not look fit. Uh, just the way that he was running in, it, it felt like he was struggling. And also... Why did he go over the wicket? Um, I think because he, he, like he wasn't getting his line right. So with fastballing, I'm a fastballer. I'm a medium fastballer anyways. Uh, so um, you you need rhythm to, to ball well, to ball fast. And Shaheen... Had the last game Shaheen played before his injury was was the game he got injured in July, and for I think two and a half three months he didn't play a single game mm-hmm. until the last two warm up games where he only um, bowled like six overs like four, four two overs and four overs in respective matches. So bowling in nets and bowling in a game they're two very different things. So he was definitely lacking match practice, and he also doesn't look fully fit. I was looking okay. at a. At a screen by screen, split screen comparison between one ball that he balled in the last World Cup against India and versus what he was balling now. His body is just not snapping the same way. He's not running in with the same pace. So he's he's missing that zip from his action or his yeah. balling. So he's a good 10 clicks sh- slower. At least 10 clicks short. Um, there's a definitely, um, there was some lag into his action as well. I didn't understand why he was coming over the wicket. Um, like it felt like a defensive move. Like he felt like he wasn't confident in himself when he was coming around. Sorry, he was coming around. He wasn't confident when he was coming over the wicket. He wasn't. He didn't trust his swing. He didn't trust his line and length. It was a very defensive move on his part. When the Indian batsmen were clearly still afraid of him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That you you capitalize on the mindset. That's what India has done against Pakistan for 
a decade. Yeah. Just the Kohli pressure. We have Virat Kohli. What and then Naseem on the other hand took a wicket of KL Rahul. Again, chopped on. Bro, Naseem was a very like, he was he was very pleasant on the ice. Yeah. Right? And he, watching him bowl was a delight. I was like, this, this is exactly, this is exactly what fast bowling of Pakistan's nature should be. Um, he was sort of like taking over where Shaheen left off before. And it was very nice. He was zipping in. It was kind of swinging as well. He 90 miles an hour. 90 miles an hour, bro. It's difficult to play anywhere. And he got KL Rahul chopped off. Um, Haris comes in. It was a good move. I think it was a good move by Babur to bring Haris in the fourth. Um, Haris takes a wicket. Like At that point, 31 for four at, si- at six overs. Pakistan had it in the bag. You need a wicket, you go to Hardest Rove. This this man has had an incredible, incredible cricketing journey, man. Like I get Facts. I get emotional just talking about him and, and, and like what he's been through and where he is now in his life and, and his career. Um MCG is his home ground. He has thirty That's what he, said. he has thirty wickets in eighteen matches in, in, in the BBL. And he's just so confident in his abilities and his skill. And he's improved so much in the last two years. I've been I've been a big fan of him since he burst onto the scene um and to see him square up batsmen like rohit sharma and surya kumar yadav was just it was heartening to see love to see it uh, just you- just a few words on sky um i have never seen this guy score runs against pakistan in any big matches um and, and, and any matches for that for that sense uh so i'm not sure what the hype around same him with gail rahul just want to put that out gail rahul and sky i don't get i don't get it yeah, so a lot, lots to be talked about from them. Um, but, uh, I mean, the man who is, who's kind of sold the game away from us was Virat Kohli. Uh, and Virat Kohli, I ironically to, um, put a story up. Um, he was 12 runs off 21 balls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what is happening? Like, this is done. Like, yeah. this is a career We, we had them 31 for four in, six in the power play. Yep. 31 for four. And then in comes uh, Pandya and then Virat Kohli, arguably one of their most experienced players. Um, it reminded me of Dhoni and Kohli back in the heyday of Indian cricket. Yeah, yeah. And I was sort of like Pandya shocked at what they're doing because there were just singles, doubles, dot balls, odd boundary here and there. Like hardly, they, they, there was a, a very long period where there was no boundaries mm-hmm. and just ones and twos. And it's, MCG is a big round, so they were just pushing for twos, threes maybe. Yeah, for sure. Which I was also telling you, like, it would have been nice to see Babur and Rizwan play there and see how, like, because Babur and Rizwan run really quick, right? Yeah. It, w- it would be so much fun to see them push the second for the third, make the single a double. Like, that would have been fun. And, I mean, that's exactly what Pandya and Kohli were doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just the, the calculation they made, um, knowing which bowlers <laughs> to target when. And if you look, if you do a comparison of both innings, uh, for, for Pakistan, there was that over for Akshar Patel, where... Iftikhar hit three sixes. 21 runs off that Where the momentum changed. And for Pakistan, it was the over for Mohammed Nawaz. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was a lot of debate before before the match if Pakistan should drop a batsman and maybe add in an extra seamer. Um, Mohammed was seen, you can maybe categorize as a bowling all-rounder. So he could be the fourth seamer. um, Which, I mean, India had three seamers plus plus Hardik Pandya. And they only had Akshar Patel, the left-arm spinner, ball one over. That's sort of the cushioning you have when you play five ballers plus a, a sixth all-rounder. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the whole debate on its own. Pakistan, 
if they knew they're having a World Cup in Australia, why did we not groom a, a fast bowling all rounder, someone like a Fahim Ashraf, someone like a Ahmad Bert and Amri Amin and Amr Jamal? Um, like, like, just where are the brains? Every every cricketing team, a big cricketing team in the world, they have a a really good fast bowling all rounder. New Zealand, they have Jimmy Nisham. India, they have Hardik Pandya. Australia has Marcus Stonis and Mitchell Marsh. Um, South Africa, they have uh, Pretorius who got injured, but now they have Marco Janssen. So point is, every team, and even when Pakistan used to be a great, great one-day team, we had players like Abdul Razak, we had players mm. like Azhar Mahmood. Yeah. Wasim Akram himself, was a, you could categorize him as a bowling all-rounder. Um, like, what's 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 the problem? Like, why are we not investing in players like Fahim Ashraf when you when you know we're going to need him um, in situations like these? And, and we're, we're sort of in a, in a position now where we need to sacrifice a batsman to include a fourth seamer. Which batsman would you sacrifice? It has to be one of the earlys, Asif Ali or Hazrat Ali. Um, one of these guys. Um, I would personally drop Asif Ali. Looking at his game, I don't think he's going to be successful in Australia. He sort of uh, is. So he's a one-dimensional hitter. Uh, his his go-to shot is going deep in the crease, waiting for the full ball, uh, short uh, f- full toss ball, and, and just hitting it for six over over a long on or a mid wicket. Very one-dimensional. Um, even the ball he got out to today against RC, like he, he had no idea how to play a short ball and you're playing in Australia in a World Cup match. So just, he, he looked nowhere to be found. Um, so I, I would probably sacrifice him. Um, in Australia, in this World Cup, I think you need proper batsmen who can hit gap shots, who can hit um, 360, who can make the most of the big, big outfield. That's what Sean Masood was successful. Like, yeah. that's what he does. He, he, he would punch one and get two out of it, or he would punch a really good one towards the boundary, get three out of it. Like that was his entire game. He did. He scored fifty three off 40, 42 or something. Yeah, anchoring innings. Like he really needed. We really needed someone like that to rotate the strike to keep the ball moving. Even if you analyze Virat Kohli's innings like really closely, we're gonna come to that. Too. Like he didn't. He didn't slog. He was playing proper cricketing shots. Yeah. Uh, he was hitting. He was placing deliveries uh, in the gaps over the fielders, using the pace of the ball or coming down the track, just just manipulating the field essentially. Yep. Um, and that's what great great batsmen do. Like he he made eighty three off fifty something up strike rate of one fifty, but it looked risk free cricket. That that's what great batsmen do. They make batting look really easy. So India were thirty one for four at six, right? And there was a big debate um, on what Pakistan should have done at that point. They went for the spinners, right? They went to like extend the game. Do you think they should have come back with more Harris and Shaheen and Naseem in that spell from six to twelve? Uh, in hindsight, maybe. Uh, it was I think the eleventh or twelfth over where where Nawaz got hit, and then it was they the eleventh over, and then the next over they brought on I think it was it was a uh, Naseem Shah I think that was it. Yeah, Naseem Shah or Shaheen. They they brought one of the they brought Shaheen on. They brought one of the Pacers on, and. Um, that didn't really help much as well. So Shaheen wasn't fit and he got hit for 14. Um, one of the things I wanted to really talk about was was Bobber's captaincy and uh, and how he managed the the overs of the bowlers. Yeah, let's talk about that. So Sha- Nawaz gets hit. Nawaz doesn't bowl in the power player, which we could talk about because I think I agree. I've read somewhere on Twitter, maybe I was talking to you about if Nawaz is not bowling in the power player, then you're going to be stuck with his last over. Right? That's just... Uh, a liability. So maybe get his like six, the sixth over of the power play should be a Nawaz over, or yeah. you know sometimes he opens the innings, right? He he uh, opens but I think the attack. On, on, that that works in the UAE, but UAE Asia that really yeah. works well. Yeah, I don't know if it works as well in in Australia. Yeah. Like I, I also agree with that, but you need to get one of his overs off in the power play. 
because then you otherwise you're going to be stuck in a situation like this where Pakistan literally it was like deja vu right I've seen this before I remember we were watching the Asia game together where literally the same thing happened and ever since I think he Bobber did the same thing I was screaming my lungs out I'm like where is Nawaz's last over when is he going to ball his last over mm. It's it's a terrible, terrible miscalculation, and I don't know what this mindset of taking the game deep is. Okay, so this is where we this is where we were arguing during the game last night as well. What did what would you have done? But um, Nawaz just goes for twenty in the eleventh over. What do you do? You bring him back for the thirteenth over. You uh, let him I go for fifteen uh, again. There was a scenario. That's got, the game's done there. There was a scenario where uh, India needed I think sixty one or sixty or five overs. Yeah, I would have balled Nawaz. I don't care if he goes for 15. I would still back my Pacers to defend 35 and four overs. We have Harris Rove, Nassim Shah, one of the best death bowlers in the world. I wouldn't I wouldn't even give Nawaz the last over if there's 20 runs to win. Which exactly happened. I, you can't risk that. And yo, these guys, Hardik Pandya and Kohli, they've been playing for so long. Okay, they, okay. They, they knew exactly what they were going to do. They, let me let me play devil's advocate because I, I think there was some rhyme to this reason. There's some reason to this rhyme, right? Okay, so... Uh, Babar withholds uh, Nawaz's fourth over. He goes for his pace attack, his lethal attack. Haris, Nasim, Shaheen. He was looking for that wicket, mm-hmm. which ironically comes in the final over that Nawaz bowls. His first ball, Pandya uh, skies it, and and um, Babar catches it, which is quite ironic because we were kind of like scared of him against Nawaz, anyways. Um, Harris bowls beautifully. He gets hit for two sixes. Those two sixes, I think that's where the game changed. Uh, against Indi- Harris or against uh, against Harris? Against Harris. Uh, India needed. Uh, was it uh, twenty off twenty nine off eight balls? Yeah, something like. And that. then Virat Kohli hit two of the most insane, inhuman, like out of this world sixes. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially the one that that hit for straight, like the straight shot. I was just like, how, how the hell do and you play that shot? the fact is that in, he knew he hit it. Yeah, it, the moment he made, he made contact, he knew it. Like the ball wasn't even at the apex of his parabola and he had turned around. That's ex- yeah. And even the, that second, was insane. even the second shot, like he he made room and he knew exactly that Harris is going to follow him. And he, he used Harris's pace and flicked it over fine, like for six. That's that's just a sign of, of a genius batsman. He's a genius batsman. Cold blooded. Uh, cold blooded, bro. Always two steps ahead of the bowler. It's a uh, cricket is is a, more than a game of batting ball. It's a game of, of it's a mind game between the bowler and the batsman. Yeah. And and whoever wins that mind game, that strategy, being steps ahead, will win uh, the game. Okay. Let me let me play some revisionist history, right? So fourth over by Nawaz is withhold, withheld. Let's say Nasim Shaheen Haris pick your poison. One of them cracks the hundred in partnership. You bring in Nawaz again. He does not go for 20. He does not go for 15. He goes for eight. He goes for 12. Right? That's what Babar was trying to do. His bowlers, who he was relying on, got hit for four sixes, man. Shaheen got for two. And uh, Haris got gone for, for two. He, like, even if there was 25, like, he was hoping to, to take it to the end. That The argument that we were having was, Haris and Shaheen don't get hit for sixes like that. Right? That was just a. I read another tweet on on Twitter. Somebody said the difference between the Indian Pakistan game was one generational player. Yeah, in Virat Kohli. Anybody true. else? Let's say he goes for one six here, one six there. There's still twelve runs on the board. Yeah. Right. So, and if twelve runs on the board, he has sixteen to defend. Suddenly, he has what twenty eight to defend in the last over. You win. Yeah. That's that's a big pressure. 
I don't think Baba was expecting that. I don't think Haris Shaheen were expecting to be swatted like that against um, against Virat Kohli. That's just I I have to give it to VK there. Like he 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 outplayed us. He outplayed us. He genuinely outplayed us. So I'm not angry at that. Last over sixteen. I was I would put, I was gonna put my money on on Nawaz he could have defended it and I think I think which I'm gonna come to the officiating of the last over I think if you a call here a call there some rules here knowing about this there he, he had defended it he defended it right you my it, whole my whole argument my whole point is um, I don't think that was a bad call from Bobber to stretch it out to the twentieth over okay because that, that's your opinion because. It's just I. This is where like my emotions are taking over. It's like Sayyid Ajmal was one of the best spin bowlers in the world when he was given the twentieth over by Afridi. Was it Afridi or Afiz? Afridi. Afridi in the two thousand ten World Cup against Australia semi final. He had to defend twenty two. Twenty four. Twenty four. No, no, he had to defend twenty two. Okay. Michael Hussey was just a beast. Like there was nothing he could have done. You want to know a, a cool fact? Yeah. In yesterday's game and the game against Australia, the one that you're, you're referring to. Australia needed 48 and three overs as well. So my question is, how many times are we going to have a spinner ball in the end? That's that's my only ha- argument. Have him smacked. Yes. And then you come here and say, man, that guy was a beast, bro. Like, why are we getting... Michael Hussey why is are, Mr. Cricket. I don't, I don't give a crap who Michael Hussey <laughs> is. Want? Why are we giving him an opportunity to smack our spinners for four sixes? Like, wh- why is that even coming to uh, the, the equation? Okay. Fair. That's a good argument. I mean, I agree with you there. That uh, this the same thing will happen next year, and you'll be like, "Man, that guy, David Miller, he's a beast, bro." Okay, let's. Can <laughs> I talk about? Can I talk about the last over, please? Sure, let's do it. Because I have a lot of thoughts about it. I've been ranting about it. I've been I've been called an idiot on Twitter about it because apparently I don't know the bylaws. Shut up. Neither do you. You googled it as well. Like this is just annoying. You need sixteen in the last over, right? He gets Pandya out on the first over. Great first catch ball. by Bobber. Great catch, but very catch. pressure catch by Bobber because I know for a fact that the ball is spinning as it's when coming it's, down. You know, and it's quite high as well. As a cricket player myself, I can I can I can guarantee you when the ball goes in the air and you're underneath it, there is a hundred things going in your head. It's like, what if I drop it? What happens if this hits my hand? And you have to think what if about nobody calls for it. You have to think about none of them. You have, you to, have to be clear. Blank. You, you and the blank. ball. That's it. Go blank. And he caught it like that. That's a captain's catch right there. Like I. He, w- he was going to catch it anyways. Like, it was a very easy catch, soft catch. But the pressure of the catch was quite high. Um, 16 off 5. 16 off 5. DK comes on. Takes a single. And so the, the funny thing is, okay, uh, DK came down the track, tried to hit him for a 6. And it sort of hit him on, like, sort of full toss, yeah. knee length. Knee length. And, it was knee and, length. And Kohli, for, like, I think for 30 seconds, he's like, to the umpire, he's like, no ball, no ball, no ball. And that just made, made no sense. So no, but you know, what, you know what that that what that was? That put a thing in, in what is Maria Maria Erasmus's head. It was like, yo, okay, maybe he, he's fighting for this no ball. I'm gonna be a bit more, you know, attentive. Lenient. Yeah, or attentive to what's happening. I don't know why Nawaz was trying to go for medium pace. I don't. I don't. I think it was a because I was checking the pace. It was the same pace. Yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't like he was bowling 10, 20 clicks higher. It was the same pace. Yeah. Right. I think he was going seam up. He was trying to go for like the Yorker, the Yorkers and all that. And he missed two of them. Yeah. Right? He misses game, two of them. Makes sense. Um, Was that a no ball or not? The first one. No, 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 no. Huh. Was that a no ball or not? So it's, a, I think it's a, 
there's a few things that you want to discuss before saying, yes, it's a no ball. No, it's not a no ball. Uh, the first thing is when Baba plays that shot, sorry, <laughs> when Rod plays that shot, it goes for a six. And uh, if you look at the replay of that shot, uh, the umpire, usually what happens is that if it's a no ball, the umpire's hand goes up first thing up. Yep. No ball, no ball, free hit, whatever. The umpire is watching the ball go for six and he didn't call it no ball. It was only after Baba played that shot where he's like, umpire, he he's like, no ball, no ball, no ball. And then out of nowhere, Umpire's like, yeah, you're right. You know what? It is a no ball. So, okay, question. Yeah. Because uh, I was reading up on this as well because I was very curious. At that point, Baba is furious, yeah. right? He's, Makes sense. And can he not like time, like do that? That's not can up to he, them. Can That's he not, not third up to him to third umpire? It's up to the. Can he not protest and Mariah can be like, yo, go third umpire for this. I, I want to check this. That's supposed to be the umpire's call, the on field umpire's call to go up. And that's such a, that's what makes sense. You have so much technology, Hawkeye, this, that, and you're still not going to use that for such a big game, a crunch moment, a decisive moment in the match. Uh, and that just made absolutely no sense to me. Um, there's a whole different debate if it's if it was a no ball or What's not. What's your take? Is it a no uh, ball or not? My take is that it was a no ball. If you draw a line at the point of where the contact is uh, of, of bat and ball, uh, if you draw a 90 degree line from that point, it's going up to his waist. Okay, but the, the, that's not how physics works. There's a there's a downward force at all. That's times. also not how the rules work. The ball was dipping, bro. That that doesn't matter. It's, the, it's from the, the naked eye, it didn't look no ball. It's I'm just gonna say that. Okay, sure, sure. And <laughs> the way he played the shot, he, the popping crease was a good meter away. No, don't don't laugh at that. I'm genuinely pissed. That was not a no ball. So that point, his front foot was out of the crease, but he was still on the line of, of being in the back back crease, right? Okay. Um, those things don't matter because he never went up to the to third umpire. So we, they never got a chance to consider those things. But from the rules, at the point of contact, it looked like it was going to go to his waist. I'm not talking about what happens if there's a Hawkeye and if it's going to hit his waist, go, go to his knees or not. At the point of contact, if you draw a 90 degree straight line, it's going to be a no ball. I'm that's, sorry to say. That's bullshit. Unfortunately to say, my brother has been corrupted by the Illuminati media. I'm just talking media. from a rules point of view. He's, he's an ESPN cricket info pawn at this point because that's that's not that's not the guy I grew up with right now. This is insane. All right, fine. Whatever. You take the no ball. He gets a six. It's a free hit. It's a free hit. And then he balls a white. No. Yeah, he balls a white. Balls a white? He balls a white. Six off three, yes. Balls a white, yeah. Fine. And then he bowls the guy. He bowls the guy. And the guy runs for three runs. Yeah. What the hell is that? <laughs> what the hell? Like, I feel, I felt, I, I've never felt anger simmer in my body like that when I saw, and freaking all props of Rath Kohli for the state of mind he was in. Game sense. He knew game the awareness. game sense, game awareness, everything. Yes, he's the greatest of all time. I know it. Like, you don't have to tell me, right? I, you don't have to tell me that. But the fact that that's a rule that I found out later, Twitter, I didn't know, is annoying. Man, it's just like, man, I've taken runs like that when I was playing like double world cricket in Karachi. And yeah. the fact that this is an international bylaw is is beyond, beyond nauseous for me. Um, this guy gets bowled out, runs three runs, and now we're two for two. That is one of the stupidest rules in cricket that I've ever seen, it's it's already such a such a bad and dominated game, and you're penalizing firstly the bowler for bowling a no ball with giving him a free hit, and then even if if, if they get a wicket after free hit, they can continue to run as many runs as possible until the bowler is uh, ball is back into the keeper's hand. So uh, this is where like I 
like a plethora of questions open up in my mind. Like, you know, when the MCU introduced like multiverses and you were like, wait, then why didn't they do that? Why didn't So you're telling me, I, the first thing that came to mind, I was arguing with some dimwit on Twitter about this too, which is my fault. That's not, not his fault. So let's say, remember Jeffrey, uh, Jofra Archer, bold, uh, I think, who, was Demi while he bowled in the 2019 World Cup where he hit the bail and went for six? Uh, it was uh, Shoma Shakar. Okay, whatever. Um, pretend that was a uh, free hit. Mm-hmm. It hits the top bail and it goes for six. And so Bangladesh now has six runs on the board. According to the rule, correct. Yes. That, because th- that just does not make sense. If So you, when you're caught out, Right, you want a free you, hit. You can still run. So if I if I catch you out, I have the ball in my hand. The ball doesn't die there. No. So you if I have run. the ball in my hand, I don't throw it. You can run as many runs as you want. Correct. Does that not seem dumb? <laughs> it does seem dumb. Uh, the catching not as much, but the bold one, yes. The bold one, absolutely, yes. It, it like seems... I feel like New Zealand in the 2019 World Cup final, where they're like, bro, they hit the man's glove, and he ran and went for four. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, you sound like if uh, Kane Williamson. Like, Karen Bolt, man, he defended that score, man. We won that. We had that game. No, because this is, I feel, I feel Kane's, I, I feel it. I feel his. Empathy his, for Kane. Empathy for Kane, man. Hashtag empathy for Kane. Because I'm like, this is why I think holding Nawaz for the 20th was not a bad idea. Because these are the margins that they want on. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And then Nawaz, of course, he's a pressure last over, man. He goes for another wide. No, he he, he gets Dinesh Karthik out. Yeah. Right. And then wide. And then wide. And then four. And then Ashwin, freaking man-cat Ashwin goes for, he doesn't go for four, he goes for a single. Like, that's why, I, we, didn't, we don't even know because we closed the TV yeah. when it went over the boundary. I was like, like, this is why it pains me because this is probably the best box on team that we've seen on ground. And I'm going to make this claim since 1999. Okay. okay. This is the best box on scene team we've sent to a World Cup since 1999. 2011, we had the likes of Emma Shazal and Wahab Riaz to deal with. Okay. 2015, don't talk to me about it. Rahadali. <laughs> 2007, 2007 World Cup, we had dying, aging stars in 2003 and 2007, I want to say. we 2007, less so because we had an old in Zaman, but we had a fresh, fresh prime Afridi, prime Malik. Uh, I was Hafiz in that tournament I don't remember yeah. but like we had these prime batsmen that was just on us losing against Ireland and then killing Bob Wilmer no, alleg- allegedly <laughs> allegedly like that that's just on us right okay that's just on us like I I don't even know what to say 2003 we had a di- like a, a like aging uh, Vakar and and aging of Asim yeah. and Boyd Khan and all these guys right like just at the end of their careers even in 92 when we won the World Cup we didn't have the best team right like we had a Half Imran Khan playing like freaking half the, Imran Khan, fifty percent duas, thirty percent, yeah, rain, Sadke. like everything. Like I was just like, that's not a team. This is the perfect team where we have everybody. Maybe a unfit Shaheen, sure, but everybody from one to ten are they know their role. This is the best team. You have the best batsmen in the world, some of the best bowlers in the world. This is a team I would put all my money in. I would put my house on mortgage, put it on bet three six five, and probably see what happens. Right. So it pains me because we keep losing against India in the World Cup anyways, man. We're one for 12 now, right? Or something like 13. that. 13. And like, great. We lost because our teams were usually average and they were just great. They had Tendulkar, Dravid, Sebag. They were just unstoppable, right? Yeah. When we have a chance like this, 
where we have one of the best T20 teams of all time. <clears throat> Losing a mass like that pisses me off. Yeah, it's a it's basically you're gifting the other team the match. They 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 snatched the game away from us. It is 31 that, for 4. I that's think all that's, I think about. That's what hurts. I mean, um for me, just because I've seen such a, a terrible, terrible Pakistan team over the last five, ten years, for me, even seeing a game like this, a fighting game like this, I'm pretty much happy. I, I don't really care that much. Um, it annoys me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm pretty invested in this team, but I'm not as emotionally hurt as you are. Because, like I said, I, I explain. I explain my hurt. It's it's the myth of Babar. It's him overtaking the mantle of someone like Virat Kohli, and then not showing up, which is upsetting. And then just, you still make a fighting total. Your baller show up, everyone shows up, and you lose on technicality, man. Yeah. yeah you know, it, like this is exactly what happened to Kane Williamson. New Zealand was the better team in that World Cup. I agree. Yeah. I think New Zealand, that World Cup specifically, deserved to win. Yes. They deserve to win. And history will be like, and even the Super Over that they went to, did England didn't win that Super Over. Yeah. It was a draw. It was it a tie. Was tight, yeah. And they want, again, on a technical. You cannot do this, ICC. This is not how you a functioning, gover- governing sporting event is. Uh, the ICC, they're pretty much toothless. They, they can't really do anything. Um, you change the bylaw. You don't... Like, the overthrow run on the... Uh, if it hits a batsman, dead ball. It's over. It's done. Like, you can... It can hit the uh, glove, go for six. I don't give a shit. Like, I, I don't want to hear it. Same thing with the bowl on a free hit, man. That's, like, the dumbest rule. I've ever seen. And I will complain about this. It was, it reminded me so much of the 2011 semifinal. I keep saying this emotionally charged and everything, but that Sachin Tendulkar DRS was out. You cannot convince me that the ball was missing like by a millimeter. It was out by the naked eye. I would have given you that out in my own backyard. Uh, okay. Think, uh, so, f- funnily enough, the empire for that match was Maria Rasmus. <laughs> I just remember because I remember he had an interview last year and he said, if I saw that such a delivery again, I would have given it out again. Uh, so that's that's pretty much funny that you, you brought that up. But I think you're comparing two different matches. They're, no, they, I'm talking about the emotional weightage of my my personal. Like, I, I don't think emotionally they're the same weightage matches because that was a World Cup semifinal. World Cup semifinal. And, and Pakistan had an There is a big tournament. chance that, there is a big chance, let's be candid, that Virat Kohli retires in the next 12 months from T20s. It's possible. It's possible. And and for the record. Right. So this is probably the last game that Virat plays against Pakistan in T20s. Um, it's, it's, and you let him run you over again. We we can't say what Virat Kohli's future career is going to look like. Um, you don't even know if Pakistan is going to go to the next World Cup with, with the political tensions. Yeah, yeah. So we don't even know. There's a lot happening. Um, and um, but But for the record, just Virat Kohli is one of the greatest cricketers of all time. He is the greatest cricketer of our generation. Hands down. And uh, even though we lost uh, as a Pakistan cricket fan, that hurt. But as a genuine cricket fan, a lover of the game, it was an absolute pleasure to witness that innings of, of, of Virat. I just hope I it know. wasn't not, against I, us. I'm not there yet to be like, I genuinely enjoy that innings. I understand the significance of this innings. This is like Jordan winning his sixth ring. I get it. Like, I get it. This game, it's just that I don't, I don't want to recognize that innings right now. Like I tweeted this out, and it's like, why is it? Why is Pakistan always uh, in the, at the blunt end of one of the greatest matches of all time? Why is it that they always lose in regards to a game being like phenomenal? 
I don't get it. Like I've seen, I've heard this so many times. Like, oh man, Pakistan lost, but great game. I don't want it. I don't want it. I want Pakistan won like, with 152 for zero. Mm-hmm. Right? I want Pakistan won 100 and whatever, 30, 84 India all out. Yeah, yeah. I want that. I, give me that. Feed it into my veins, <laughs> inject it into me, and let me let me live. Right? I don't want these these extremely close nail biters where Pakistan lose. If you want to do that, be Shahidafi the hit to hit two sixes, man. Do that. Yeah. I think uh I think what you're saying is pretty valid. I think uh, uh Charles Barkley might agree with you. Man went without any rings because of that whole Jordan era. Man uh, goes that's wild to me. Charles Barkley is a top 25 NBA player of all time. Different games, but just we're just comparing different yeah, aspects yeah, yeah. of the game. Totally. Um I think we're just we're, this is the era of Rod Goldie and uh, we have to appreciate greatness. We have to appreciate that this this man is a genius. He is an out of this world cricketer, and uh, I, I can't wait to see more of him of him play in international cricket. Um, he he's supreme fit. When we were talking about how long he's going to play for more, um, definitely the next fifty or World Cup. But um, I, I'm not sure when he's going to retire. Uh, just my personal assessment: I think he he wants to go out at his peak on and a high. on a high. So if he wins the next fifty or World Cup in India, I think he might call it a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, just just a phenomenal player just it's it's insane man like he's there there is no comparison to Virat Kohli i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear any comparisons ever again uh the the innings that he plays when india needs it the most the chase master the, the greatest run chaser in the history of of cricket um you name it fitness shot selection just mind calculation um he's the best of the best he is the goat yeah, I mean, there's nothing much more to be said about that. Um, what's what's thanks for Pakistan? So that's the thing. Like then I I, I catch myself. I look myself in the mirror and I'm like, it's okay, just the first game, it's man. The first game. You have what four more games? Four more in games this, in, this, in this in in the group. It's, the group isn't that strong. You have a they have a fainting South African team. Uh, and what is it? Netherlands and Zimbabwe, Bangladesh. Zimbabwe, Bangladesh. Like. You got this. Like I, you can at least be top two in the in the board and qualify for the semis. I get that. I see that. I recognize that. Um, Our run rate didn't really impact get impacted that yeah, much. Yeah, because it was a twenty or twenty overs. You know, um, I was probably about the same amount of wickets. So yeah, yeah. like I, not much lost here except for pride. Sure, and you know a lot of people they they live in and and they play for pride. Uh, I think uh, going forward, Pakistan really, really, really needs to beat Zimbabwe, Netherlands, and Bangladesh with with decent margins, and they have to beat South Africa. And 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 for some reason, my heart is it, it, it beats fast when when I think about that game against South Africa because they have bowlers like Rabada, Norkia, Ngidi. Who's that Pakistani? Tabri Shamsi, he's yeah. not Pakistani, but he's a really good spinner. Um, they have Is he not Pakistani. They have Marco Jansen, six foot seven, left arm in swing bowler. Um, they're a dangerous side. They have David Miller. They have some really good batsmen, Quinton de Kock. I think it's going to be a tough, tough game against them, uh, and that will be the virtual quarterfinal for Pakistan. They need to learn from these mistakes, bounce back, drop Asif Ali or Hazar Ali, bring in a fourth seamer. Um, Play with the uh, play with the positive intent. I'm I'm sure that Rizwan and Babar will come back really really hard in the next games, um and and uh, just personally speaking, I'm hoping for a hoping for fingers crossed, India versus Pakistan final. That's the only way that I will be back at the MCG. 
That's the only way that I will, I will feel uh, uh, an ounce of redemption. I said this as well. Either bring home the gold, bring home the T20 World Cup at Babur Azam and like get something that Kohli never got, right? Or even better, do that and beat India in the final. That That's going to be the redemption that I'm going to be looking forward to. Um, well, and as all... as. We we have a great tournament at hand. It's a, it's it's just the beginning. I understand that. It's just like my emotions taking over and, and I'm freaking out. I'm also very extremely self um sleep deprived and self deprecating. So I, I feel the bouts of uh, depression every couple of hours when I think about the last over. And I feel bad for Nawaz. And, and sh- shout out to Babarazm as always. Shout out to Babarazm in every episode. But his speech at the end, which PCB posted on his, on their YouTube channel, was great to see. Well, you know what? This is our team. We're gonna win this. This is why this team is there. Like everything he said, retweet, hashtag, you know, re TikTok, whatever you want to do it, uh, reshare. I I believe in that wholeheartedly. It's, it's great to see a young captain leading leading these Cubs, um, and hopefully it comes back with the gold, man. I really appreciate sitting with you here and your stupid blue um, notepad, and <laughs> and um generally talking about about this game that we both love and we grew up loving um the the world cup was open wide mm-hmm. um we're very excited to see where it goes and um if you guys if you guys enjoyed uh, us little uh, talking here uh, don't worry we're going to review every box on game uh, it might be a couple of days late could maybe a day or two late but we're definitely hoping to touch on every single Pakistan game, even if it's for 15, 20 minutes, whatever we whatever we got um we're hoping Pakistan to see Pakistan at least in the, in the playoffs what's and your top four Top four? Oh, yeah. Um, I think that my top four is going to be India, Pakistan from this group and New Zealand, England from the other group. I agree. I agree. I'm, That's I'm, my top I'm four. there with you. And then I see Pakistan beating both of New Zealand and England. Maybe less so England, more so New Zealand. They can beat New Zealand a lot better than they can beat England. Um, and then making it to the finals. Uh, England will be a tough, tougher semifinals um, for Pakistan. And then I see India beating whoever uh, the the two are, and seeing them in the finals as well. Yeah, it's, it's, and then I don't want to predict the finals because that's way. Yeah, this is man, cricket. It's a funny sport, man. You, you never know what's gonna happen. Never know. Never know. Anyways, guys, thanks for watching. Um, if you like what you hear today, if you have opinions of your own, um, please leave it in the comments. Let's have a Discord. Um, Discord, sorry, and let's talk about uh everything, everything cricket there um if you agree disagree with us we'd love to hear your opinions on this um please like subscribe share with your friends uh leave us a review on whatever uh, auditory uh podcast platform you're listening to it actually actually genuinely helps us uh, in the long term if you want to sign up for our patreon consider doing that as well um links are in the bio and uh take care of yourself enjoy the sport um and we'll see you on the other side cheers cheers mm-hmm.